What's going on, guys and gals? It's 8-Bit Ray from the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and you are listening to the Geek World All-Star Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You are thinking, you said people going to die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 313 of the So Wizard Podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> and the expert, Mr. Marquis, Markellis Reagans. I know this is impossible, but did we all get sexier? <laughs> you. Are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got some news to discuss, and then we've got a full review of season two of the Umbrella Academy. Before we get into all that, how is everyone doing? Aubrey, how the hell are you? I'm uh, living the dream. Got nothing to complain about, nothing to sing about. Just alive. Well, that's uplifting. <laughs> all right, Markellis, how about you? Uh, yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Um, I put out a little uh, video this week of um, one of the headliner videos that I like to make. Uh, I tried to streamline it to make it a little bit easier, and it just came out way more difficult than I anticipated. But I got it done. That's the important part. I- I'm constantly known for starting projects and not finishing them. So I was glad to get this one finished. Awesome, and we posted that across social media so people can check it out. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to doing another one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, as for me, my friends, um, the good news is that I was able to go to Target this past weekend on Saturday. I wasn't going to, but I ended up getting stuck at work until about quarter of eight in the morning working because it's just uh, enough said. And Hasbro had announced the night before through the official G.I. Joe Twitter account that the new classified figures would be that were originally street dated for the 14th would now be available on August 1st in store and online. So I was like, not going to go. I was like, fuck it. And then it was only 15 minutes to wait. And there's a target literally 30 feet from where I work. So I'm like, all right. So I drove over there and sat in my car. And as I'm waiting, some other guy gets out of his car with a shopping cart and, like, goes up to the door. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, fuck. So, like, I get out and then a bunch of other people show up. And most, a lot of them were not there for G.I. Joe figures, but there were probably four of us that were. Um, this woman was there. Uh, I don't know what the word is. Uh, she's preaching about uh, being a Jehovah Witness. Okay. So all of us in line. And, oh, my God, like... I don't know. I don't. I was like gonna ask her if I joined, would it help me get GI Joe figures <laughs> this morning? But I did not ask because I was just I was covered in filth. I was tired. I just wanted to get this done with and go home. So we go in, of course, and me and and three other people like run to the aisle, and there's nothing there. Oh, they wait. Did they not put them out, or were they already gone? They did not have them out. Oh. So uh, we were all just like, oh god damn it, and then. Um, 
one of the guys that was there was like, well, I'm going to go ask somebody. So we went to customer service and they were like, yeah, just stay in the aisle. We'll send someone over. So we waited for like 20 minutes and this guy came over with a scanner and he scans the tags. He goes, no, they're street dated for the 14th. We can't sell them. And we were like, no, Hasbro said last night that they're available today. Like the official like G.I. Joe accounts, official Hasbro accounts, have official Target accounts. Like these aren't like like Joe Schmo just deciding this. Like they said you guys can sell them. And you're like, well, I don't know what to tell you. And like so then these other not me, the other guys started getting into it with the guy that works there. And he just like walked away. It was like, it's not it's not my decision. I, I, I don't make the dates. So then we're, there's four of us just standing there and that we don't know what to do. And then this guy that looked like on the Simpsons, you remember the pimply faced teen? Yeah. It was like, your fries are ready, Mr. <laughs> Burns. Like he looked like that. I don't know if he was the manager or what, because he, he looked like he was 12 and he looked like pimply faced teen from the Simpsons. He comes out of the back room with two Cobra Troopers. All I wanted was one Cobra Trooper. That's, that's the only one I needed. Derek already got me Beachhead a few days ago. So this was the only one I needed. Um, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't mind picking up Roadblock uh, variant, but I don't need it. Um, I needed this Cobra Trooper. This is a, a need. It's not a want. It's a need. A want is childish. So he only has two of them. And he's like, oh, well, this is all we could find in the back room. Wow. And he's, and he's giving us a speech about how they can get in trouble for selling them and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well... Riddle me this. If you can get, quote unquote, in trouble for selling them, why would the official t- Target Twitter tell us they're available this morning? And he's like, I, I don't know anything about that. <sighs> all right. And the problem is we all know that they come in single case packs of six okay. and they have at least one case of each character. So there's at least six of each one back there. <laughs> so we know you're lying to us. Like, we know <laughs> we are not the people to like be trifled with about this stuff. Like. You might be able to pull this stuff over the eyes of like some granny or something. But like we all know we even have the DCPI stock numbers Jeez. so they can look them up easier. <laughs> so like we know. And uh, no, he wouldn't budge. He wouldn't bring him out. This was it. And so the guy that had originally went to the customer service desk stormed off to his car to call corporate. And the guy with the shopping cart was like, I don't I'm, he's like, I'm out of here. And he's he left. So it was just me and one other guy, and we both just took one trooper, and that was it. And we went up to the counter, and the guy followed us up to the counter because he was insistent that we were going to scan him, and it was going to say street dated, and we couldn't buy it. And we just scanned it, and it let us buy it, and we left. So wow. Hour and a half <laughs> in Target to get the one Cobra trooper I needed. But, yeah, so now I have everything uh, for G.I. Joe Classified. I have everything that's released technically because the 14th hasn't come yet. I still need one bear, the Baroness that comes with the uh, motorcycle. I don't know if I'm going to buy that or not yet because it's $40. There's a roadblock variant in this Target series. I, I don't really need a roadblock in a different shirt than I already have, but I might buy it anyway because I'm a nuts. And then I have most of the second wave pre-ordered already through Amazon. So those are good. They're locked in. I, I, there's just one uh, Ninja I don't have pre-ordered because it's one a case in the next series. So... We'll see. That's going to be the next next adventure. But yeah, that was it. That was my, I know we were talking about last week. That was my G.I. Joe adventure for uh, the weekend. Uh, I ended up going and ended up getting what I needed. So I was pretty happy. That's amazing. You could have interviewed yeah. those guys while you were standing with them. Did they get some interviews for the show? <laughs> How does it feel to be? Uh... No. <laughs> 
Should have interviewed uh, the people working at the store. How does it feel to be harassed by 40-something-year-old men looking for action figures? <laughs> exactly. Actually, I know exactly how that feels. I was polite as punch. I didn't argue with the guy. I was I was just going to leave. But these other guys kept like pushing and getting different managers over. So I was like, well, I'm going to wait around then because if this ends up working, I'm, I'm leaving with a Cobra Trooper. Mm-hmm. Did you at least turn around and uh, look at the guy when it scanned up and like look at his look in his eyes and be like, there you go. I was right. Fuck you, buddy. I, so I start <laughs> crotch chopping and being like, yeah. suck it. No, exactly. I just wanted to go home because I had, hadn't been home since. Uh, well, I worked both jobs Friday into Saturday. So I worked 11 to 3, came home, took a nap, went to work 10 to 7.45 a.m. And then was at Target for an hour and a half. Nuts. So I, I was barely awake. I needed to go home immediately. <laughs> But yeah, I, I was happy. I, I mean, I told those guys when we first got there, they were all like they had shopping carts and shit. I'm like, I want one trooper. That's it. One. I don't want a battalion of them. I don't want the whole case. I just want one. <laughs> I don't know who these people are that have the room to display. Because there's people on, on the uh, G.I. Joe groups and stuff on Facebook that I'm in that are like, look at what I got. And they have a setup. <laughs> I put like 25 troopers. I'm like, who the fuck has room for that? Or money for that? To, for for that matter, but Jesus, the room that's required. But anyway, that's my story. It's my exciting weekend of GI Joes. Awesome. (laughs) But enough about us and enough about embarrassing ourselves at target. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk some more about us. Mark Ellis, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more. So wizard podcast. All right, so everybody can go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week. Uh, You will find, uh, at some point, movie reviews from yours truly. Uh, You will find some Netflix, Amazon, and Hulu streaming picks from our buddy, the awesome Adam Wallyhawk. A great way to support our tiny little podcast here is by uh, doing your Amazon shopping through the link that we keep right on the website. (laughs) Let's just say there's some G.I. Joe figures that you want in the future uh, and you want to order them through Amazon. Uh, Go to SoWizardPodcast.com, click on the big A, the big Amazon logo, do your shopping, receive your figures, and that way you'll be helping out our tiny little show. Uh, You can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so definitely get at us. Uh, You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review while you're there. Uh, You can also find us on a Stitcher Radio app for your tablet or smartphone, Podbean, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify. We have a Patreon page where you can support us monthly and receive bonus content from everyone here at the show. Uh, And don't forget our YouTube page where videos are going up constantly from Adam Wallyhawk. Shout out to all of our podcasting family in the Geek World All-Stars Podcast, the network. Back to you, Joey. Take it or leave it, losers. That was the uh, that was the that was the uh, the guy at Target when he comes out with two two figures. <laughs> two figures for four people. At least just bring four out. <laughs> All right. Well, Mark Ellis, you tell me we have some news. Let's hear it. Let's hear the news. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right. So there actually wasn't a lot of news, but there was a couple of things that I wanted to get your guys' opinions on, uh, your hot takes on it. So it looks like we're going to be getting another Scream movie. 
Scream 5, uh, and they're going to be taking a page out of the Halloween franchise by just calling it Scream. But Scream uh, is bringing back Courtney Cox, David Arquette, uh, Nev Campbell is in negotiations to come back. And uh, it's written by, I think his name is James Vanderbilt. He did Zodiac and he did uh, Murder Mystery on, uh, on Netflix. Now, I could care less. They've been threatening this movie for a while. I really couldn't give two shits about another Scream movie as much as I liked the other ones. But the thing that interested me was that it's going to be directed by the guys that did Ready or Not. So now, all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, I, I now my, my interest is peaked. So my question is, do you guys, or are you guys a fan of the other Scream movies, and are you looking forward to another one, now that we know that some talented filmmakers are going to be behind the camera? Let's start with our resident horror expert, Aubrey. Yeah, um... I, uh, I'm not too excited about this. I haven't watched any of the Scream movies. I think I started the first one, and I was like, yeah, no. And uh, so I don't really care about this. You haven't? I I figured in the time frame that those came out that you would definitely at least have watched one of them. Like, none of your friends made you watch that? Nope. Wow. All right, but you liked, you liked Ready or Not, correct? I did. Okay. Um, But I just, some dude in a... In a mask, stabbing people, not my thing. Mm-hmm. Understandable, understandable. So we're going to put a pin in that one. We might need a guest host if we decide to do that show, uh, do that for the show. But uh, so that's kind of a, that's a, a no from Aubrey. Um, all right, Joey, how about you, dude? How do you feel about the Scream franchise? And are you ready for another one from the, some somewhat cool directors? The franchise? What? <laughs> all right. Um, I... Love the first Scream. I think it, it is amazing. It's a great, great movie. I uh, Spoilers for, God, how old is this movie? 20 years, Mark? Oh, it's got to be more than that, yeah. 23 years? I don't know. I know me and my wife had not been dating very long when it came out. So, um, spoilers, I was pretty upset that they killed Drew Barrymore off right in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> as she, she was my uh, 90s waifu. But that was an amazing bit of pre-internet marketing as well because that they had her right up front on the poster. They had her up front in all the marketing and interviews. And you had no idea when you walked in opening weekend that she was going to get killed in the first five minutes. So <laughs> that was something you could not do today in the internet-based uh, world that we live in. But that was great. Yeah, the first Scream is amazing. Uh, I remember liking the second one. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I think I saw it only the one time I saw it in the theater. I remember going to see it, and it was absolutely fucking packed at the movie theater. And I want to say this was before they had stadium seating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. It was when it was just a box with seats on the floor. Because um, I remember they had, I don't know if they were employees or, or just fans that were dressed up like the ghost face killer running around scaring people during the movie. <laughs> that, sounds, was, that sounds like Aubrey's worst nightmare. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I remember going to see Scream 2 with my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, and uh, some friends, and we we all loved it. We had a great time in the packed movie theater. I know I saw Scream 3. I don't remember anything about it. I remember not really liking it. Mm-hmm. I never watched the TV series. I never saw Scream 4. So, I mean, we're not really talking about like some like legendary franchise. It's a lot like uh, Aliens or uh, Predator. You know, one or two really good movies and then a lot of shit. So, I don't know. It's cool, I guess. 90s nostalgia. You know, bring back everybody. Get uh, 
get a new movie out of it. I, like you said, I'm more excited to see what the guys from Ready or Not do with it because I thought that was one of the best movies of last year. And um, yeah, it, 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 they can't do worse than you know what's been done before at this point. So mm-hmm. let's do it. Bring it on. Aubrey, we'll, we'll see you in 2022 for <laughs> Scream 5. <laughs> Uh, maybe that'll give me enough time to prepare. Aubrey, don't sweat it. Don't sweat it. We're not. We're not going to force you to, to watch that movie. We'll, 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 actually, you know, we'll take a look at the trailer and see how you feel after that. <laughs> Aubrey, what's your favorite <laughs> scary movie? Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm somewhat excited to see it. I know uh, number four got a, a bad deal. You know, a lot of people didn't like it, but I enjoyed it. It, it was all about reboots and remakes. Uh, so they kind of took the piss out of remakes, which I thought was fun. So, yeah, I enjoyed Scream 4. Scream 4 was 2011. So that was a long ass time ago. Well, I got to ask a question then. If we're getting a new Scream movie, does this mean we get a new scary movie? I'm sure it's right around a corner. I'm sure they're they're furiously typing away jokes right now to get ready for it. Right. I'm sure they because there's a lot of effort put into those movies. <laughs> yeah, and turned on the opportunity to make easy cash. I think not. Mm-hmm. So would this be scary movie five or six? I don't even know what what number. Seven. I don't even know. All right. I'm looking it up right now. (laughs) Uh, Scream one was 1996. That was one year after I started dating my wife. That is a long time ago, brother. Five. Yes. This would be the sixth scary movie. Oh, so they're going to come out the gate first then (laughs) just so they could beat Scream. All right. So then the other big news that happened this week uh, which kind of surprised a lot of people. We've all been waiting for Mulan to come to theaters or any movie for that matter to come back into theaters. And they finally announced a release date for Mulan. It's going to be coming out on September 4th, but on Disney Plus uh, with a a new thing that they're doing called uh, Premiere Access. So the movie will be available for $29.99. Uh, and you will be able to stream the movie through Disney Plus uh, as long as you keep the service. So this isn't um, unlike the other video on demands where you pay 20 bucks and you watch it. You get it for 24 or 48 hours and then it's gone. Uh, this one, as long as you uh, keep Disney Plus, you'll be able to watch the Mulan movie as many times as you want, which I think is is unique, at least from my aspects. I don't spend too much time on uh on the streaming services, but that seems like a, a cool idea for uh, to get the movie out, get it out to the people that really, really want it, and you know, not have anyone jump through big hoops to get to it, and you know, not risk their lives to watch it. So, Mulan, September fourth, for the low, low price of twenty nine ninety nine. What do you guys think about this? And is this something that you think you might want to get, uh, Joey? <sighs> Mulan coming free to Fire Stick, September fourth. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, we're going to do it on the podcast, so it is what it is. That, that, that's what that comes down to. It is what it is. Um, I can understand as a f- quote unquote family movie, uh, the $30 price tag doesn't scare me away. Like for, all right. And I know this might be a, a question in a few minutes. If this was black widow, knowing that me and my wife, my daughter and my son would all be sitting down to watch it. That's about like a $60 trip to the movies. Mm-hmm. So $30 to watch it in the living room. Not a problem at all. <laughs> and $30 watching the living room guaranteed a full HD stream. That's not somebody's phone. You don't hear people coughing during it. <laughs> you know, um, great. No problem at all. 
The problem with Mulan for me is that I was the only person that was going to go see it strictly because we're going to watch it for the podcast. Right. Right. uh, In the way pre coronavirus that that would work when it was a movie the kids don't want to see and I'm only going to see it for the podcast would be, you know, come home from work on a Thursday morning, you know, take a shower, eat breakfast, go to the very first showing of the day at the movie theater, which is usually like 10, 30, 11 you know, see the movie for a matinee price, like five bucks or something, go home and go to bed. Like, so <laughs> all of a sudden taking what was a five to eight dollar proposition to thirty dollars is a lot. That seems like a lot. It just it's such a high price. I, I don't know. It, it And I don't have a problem with the thirty dollar price tag in theory, as long as it's a movie that I can justify the whole family watching. But for something for just for me. It's not going to happen. I'll probably be, I'll be honest with you. I'm probably going to watch this on fire stick because I know within seconds of it hitting <laughs> Disney plus it'll be on there. And it is what it is. That's that. That's that. It is what it is. We got to watch it for the podcast. So God bless. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, Aubrey, how about you? How do you feel about a twenty nine ninety nine price tag for Mulan? Honestly, that's the price of just me and Noah going. Um, so I'll take it. And I don't have to pay for popcorn and I don't have to pay for candy because I already have all that. <laughs> nice. Nice. Now, here, here's my question for you guys and for actually any listeners out there at all. We've seen the Disney remakes happen already. Like we know what we can compare uh, animated Beauty and the Beast to live action Lion King, Aladdin, Cinderella. Seeing the quality of those movies it's almost like watching it's almost like you're better off watching an animated version. Does this this thirty dollars seem like really, really high considering that you'll watch the movie and based on all the other animated movies, uh, or b- based on all the other live action remakes, you're pretty much watching the same movie that you've already seen, like the animated version. Does thirty dollars seem like a little bit too high? Do you think they should have brought it down a little bit based on based on past remakes, Aubrey? Um so I like Beauty and the Beast. Okay. But that seems to be the only live action that I do enjoy. Uh, Jungle Book wasn't too bad. I didn't. Lion King leaves a sour taste in my mouth. And um, I don't even remember what the next one was. Oh, Aladdin. I, I didn't mind Aladdin, actually. So I'm at like a 50-50 rate with live action Disney movies. Okay. I feel like $30 is a little bit too much. It, I'm still not mad about it because it would be... The same price, if not more, if we actually went to the movie theater. Now, would you feel bad if this was the the exact same situation, but instead of Mulan, it was Aladdin? If you pay, if you had to pay thirty dollars to watch Aladdin, would you still feel? You still feel I would way? not have been mad about doing that. I saw Aladdin in theaters, so I mean, I paid thirty dollars anyway. <laughs> but I liked Aladdin. I don't think I'm going to really like Mulan because I don't like the changes that have been discussed that they've made to yep, it yep. so uh, it's probably gonna leave a sour taste in my mouth that i'm paying 30 dollars for it but i would have been paying it anyway i guess all right so joy i know it's gonna be it's up in the air whether uh <laughs> how much you're gonna be spending on this movie uh, we're, <laughs> we're not gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna quote you on anything but would you be upset if the same situation like if coronavirus had happened like years ago and we were going through the same thing for like like beauty and the beast like with the thirty dollars well, of pissed you off, I wouldn't have seen that movie. So, <laughs> so we just wouldn't have done that that movie for the episode. Well, we wouldn't have done it anyway. We didn't do it anyway. So, 
We didn't? Then what if, why the fuck did I go see it then? I don't know. I thought we did Beauty and the Beast. No, I've never seen that movie. I hate Disney movies, to be quite honest with you. Like, I've never been a Disney movie hmm. fan. So why are we doing so, Mulan then? Because uh, it looks cool. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's only so many straight-to-shutter horror movies you can do before the uh, <laughs> the numbers hit rock bottom here. Um Anyway, yeah, I, that was part of my uh, excitement about Mulan was it doesn't look anything like the uh, cartoon. It looks more like a uh, baby's first wushu movie. So. <laughs> <laughs> As Amanda, so Wizard Podcast senior political correspondent Amanda said on Twitter. Yeah, uh, so that that was what the interest was for me. Was, was it look kind of like a, a Chinese action movie? And I was interested in that and interested in seeing how they made that palpable to what should be a audience of like eight year old girls. So, right. But yeah, I mean, I liked Aladdin. I thought it was cool, but I don't know if I would have liked it if I paid $30 for it. Um, mm-hmm. I probably paid like, eh, you know what though? Going with Aubrey said, you know, I went, I saw it with my son and we got snacks. So I probably paid about 30 plus dollars to go see it anyway. So, that, that, and again, it just comes back to what I was saying before. If it's a movie that just I am watching and I'm smuggling in an <laughs> energy drink or a soda and sitting down in the movie theater for a five bucks matinee, it's a lot harder pill to swallow to, to spend thirty dollars. You know, if it's something where me and the kids were going to watch it anyway, me and the kids or my wife are going to watch it anyway in the theater. Not to imply that Jen goes to the movie theater because she hasn't been since the Dark Tower, and that first that was the first time she went in like six years. But Jen hates the movies. You know what I'm saying? Like it's all it's all cost cost analysis. So it's it, if this is going to be the the thing going forward, it's going to be on a movie by movie basis, right? Really, like I can't say that. Like I would be interested in every single. You know, we do some weird movies sometimes. We'll do some obscure movies. We do some stuff that maybe is not super. Like we watched uh, like uh, Kirsten Stewart is underwater. There, there is a good example. Like you know. Was that the most popular movie in the world that week? No. It was a new release. It was a genre release. We did it for the podcast. We had a great time with uh, DD Sweets, blah, blah. Now, if you're telling me the three of us were going to spend $90 total to watch Underwater <laughs> with Kirsten Stewart, we're doing something else that week. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> like, right. So, uh, you know, I, I, I'm hoping that this doesn't become <laughs> the norm going forward thanks to coronavirus because it, it, it's going to need a lot more Patreons. <laughs> Well, this is kind of a test thing. They're, they're, they're throwing it out there. They're going to analyze it, get the numbers back and, and see where it goes. Um, you know, someone did post, you know, if they were doing the same thing with Black Widow, would you pay $30 for, for Black Widow to be on Disney Plus? And I was like, before you even said Disney Plus, I'm like, yes, I'll pay 30 bucks for Black Widow. I don't care if it was in a, in a Mr. Potato Head. That's fine. I'll, I'll still hey, watch it. I'm ready to subscribe to Black Widow's OnlyFans. Like, let's go. <laughs> So we'll see. We'll see. I do think the saving grace of this whole thing is that uh, hopefully the movie's good and families that love Mulan would want to watch it over and over again. You know, you want to have the trolls thing where a parent pays $20 to rent it for 48 hours and then the kids are like, again, again, again. Before you know it, trolls has made 100 bucks off you. Well, if you have Disney Plus and you buy Mulan, as long as you have Disney Plus, you have the rights to watch Mulan. So Right. So that's going to that's going to save the parents a lot, which I think is is cool for Disney. And I know I see a lot of people poo pooing uh, Disney Plus a lot in some of the comments. But it's I think if you have kids and Aubrey, you can probably speak to this, too. You probably use Disney Plus a lot more than like Mark would. I do. It's on Noah's tablet and everything. Nice. Nice. I'm not going to 
admit to how many times I watch Rise of Skywalker with Disney Plus. Oh, which is yeah, great. I forgot about that. You should be watching <laughs> Gravity Falls, but... All right, so, uh, yeah, we'll see. So tune in uh, that week, September 4th, uh, and we'll give you our hot take on Mulan. I'm very excited to support this movie. I've been waiting a long time for it, and um, I think it's going to be good. So I'm, I'm definitely, I have no problem shelling out 30 bucks for it. All right, so, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's going to be it for the news for this week. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk all about the Umbrella Academy. Every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, tune in to Third Eye Cinema, your source for in-depth discussion of cult cinema with a focus on film that matters. Cult, grindhouse, drive-in, independent, and underground film from the dawn of the talkies through the early 90s. This is a forum where we explore genre film and music from around the world, in-depth conversation and career analysis with directors, actors, and musicians, and open discussion on films that matter, those that fall outside the mainstream corporate film by boardroom committee. These are the problems of the auteur, the visionary, the dreamer, the outsider. None of that direct that passes for mainstream film these days. This is all about the glory days of independent cinema from all over the world. Any of the hotbeds of obscure, oddball, or generally wild cinema available on DVD from the dawn of the medium to this very day. Join us as we delve deep into the cinematic netherworld here on Third Eye Cinema. Sundays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, on the Big Papa Online Network on Blog Talk Radio. And we are back. All right, guys. Now, this is a momentous occasion for So Wizard Podcast. We all had a chance to watch Umbrella Academy, and we all finished the season. <laughs> so none of this, I watched half an episode of Warrior None. Not that I blame you. But, <laughs> um, so we all finished it. So as always, we're going to do some non-spoiler talk, and then we will jump into spoilers delineating that with a sound drop in case you haven't finished it yet and you just want to know our impressions. Uh, first off, Aubrey, you, you liked the first season, correct? Yes, I did. All right. Have you ever read the comic books? No, I did see them. Well, I saw the graphic novels that Barnes & Noble and I thought about buying them, but then I was like, eh. They're not very good. Yeah. I didn't think that they would be because I thought that the idea of Ellen Page's character Vanya seemed really stupid by having huh. like an actual violin body. Um, so I felt like it was just going to ruin it for me. All right. Uh, Mark Ellis, what about you? You know, you liked season one. I did like season one. Um, the only thing is I could not remember why. <laughs> like season two was coming up. I'm like, I know I watched it and I know I didn't hate it, but I honestly don't remember what happened to it. So I definitely needed a, uh, a refresher before I dove into season two. But yeah, I liked it. I like season one. And did you ever read the comics? Not at all. Not at all. And not to say that I'm, you know, against musicians making comic books or any or any person changing uh, occupations or genres. But I'm, I'm not a My Chemical Romance fan. So whenever it was advertised from the guy from My Chemical Romance, I'm like, I, I don't give a shit. That's not enough to make me want to pick up a book. And huh. it's one of those things where I'm actually kind of glad I waited for the TV show. Yeah. All right. Uh, I remember us watching uh, season one. Uh, we did that episode with Tim Jones. Yeah. And I remember he liked it as well, too. Um, I loved season one. So I'm right there with you guys. I read. <laughs> so this is a funny story. When the comics first came out, I bought the first miniseries, but I didn't read it until I had all the issues. 
And then I read half of the first issue and went, nope. (laughs) And put it right in the long box. And it sat there for, God, I want to say like 14 years until uh, the hype for this started coming out. And then I flipped all of them on eBay for like 10 times what I paid for them. Nice. Thank you. Thank you, Umbrella Academy. Um, No, the comic is, uh, it's not great. The, The art is phenomenal. And the, as you can tell from the TV series, the idea is great. The, the kernels of ideas are great. But as a writer, uh, Gerard Way is a great idea man. Ah. <laughs> yep. It's really an artsy, fartsy, uh, Sandman type of thing. And that's not my thing to start. And it's not as well done as Sandman, obviously, because he's not Neil Gaiman. So it, it's all over the place. It's really hard to follow. And I just I, it's not my thing. I didn't like it at all. Um yeah, I, I feel like as a writer, I know you don't like musicians as writers, Mark Ellis, but uh, he's a great idea person. And he created uh, Penny Parker for uh, Into the Spider-Verse. So he has great ideas. They just don't do a good job of writing them himself. So uh, I, I do happen to – I don't want to say I'm a fan of My Chemical Romance, but uh, I did enjoy some of their songs because there was a point in time where Janine was obsessed with that band. So I had to listen to it all the time. So <laughs> should probably be embarrassed to admit that now. But – Let's get the impressions of season two. Aubrey, non-spoiler, what did you think of season two? I really liked season two. Um, I liked how it ended. I liked the complications in it. I thought it was really good. All right. Mark Ellis, what about you? Yeah, I really liked season two also. Uh, It's one of those things where, you know, it's like, all right, I got to, I mean, let me just bank through a couple of these episodes for the podcast and. You know, just so I can get my feet wet, see what's going on with the show. And it was one of those shows where, you know, the credits start rolling and it's like next episode and you can see the little bar like moving over. And I'm like, do I want to stop it? I didn't want to stop it at all. I'm like, just let it go. Just let it play. All right. Well, I hated it. (laughs) That's not true. No, it's not true at all. I absolutely (laughs) fucking loved this. I thought it was even better than season one. And as a bonus, we got to see Ellen Page's feet in it. So that was a, that was a positive. <laughs> I'm kidding. Am I kidding? I don't know. I guess you'll have to make that decision on your own. Um, but no, I thought it was fucking awesome. I, I really, really liked it. I was in the same boat as Mark. Um, I have been working like crazy. So I didn't know if I was going to get to get through the whole season. And I was just like, next episode, next episode, next episode. And I'm like, ah, I can be a little tired at work tonight. Next episode, next episode. <laughs> and I finished it in two days. So it worked out. It was good. We had a good time watching it. So I guess uh, does anyone have anything non-spoiler to say? Nope. Uh, I would Mark? say yep. I would say if you if you like the first season uh, and you haven't gotten around to watching a second season yet, I would say stop what you're doing and just start watching the second season because uh, I think it actually is. I think it's it's better executed than the first season. All right. Well. Let's do it. Let's drop the drop and let's get into spoilers for Umbrella Academy Season 2. Spoiler alert. I had seen the future and I had to prevent it. (laughs) All right. Aubrey, things you liked. Season 2 Umbrella Academy. Hit me with it. Um, I really like Five. I think that Five is probably one of my favorite characters, if not my favorite character. Uh, Klaus is a very close second. The two of them... I just <laughs> Klaus makes me laugh the entire season. Like the the whole time I am laughing because he is just such a, a mess. And 
five has this action to him that's just phenomenal. He is the, he, he's outwardly appearance wise the youngest looking one. However, he is also like the deadliest, and they're, the the character dynamics are just phenomenal. He's technically the oldest too. <laughs> yeah. Like, the whole idea behind them is just awesome. The ending was great. I can't wait to see that. Um, their dad being, like, a lizard creature <laughs> at one point, too. Like, that was awesome. Um, there was just so many curveballs in it, and it made it so interesting. Awesome. What about you, Marcellus? Uh Again, like Watchmen, if I started to name all of the things that I like, this would be, like, a four-hour episode. <laughs> um, but I will say, one of the things that I was worried about after I did a recap and watched the first season, uh, you know, you go through the whole first season and the the last episode is they're trying to stop the apocalypse. And, you know, it the season ends on a cliffhanger. So even though I enjoyed the journey, it didn't feel like a uh, like a solid ending to me. You know, it was just like tune in next year for season two. Uh, and I was worried about this one as I because I was enjoying it so much. And as I'm getting towards the end, I'm like, God, I have a feeling they're just going to leave it on a big cliffhanger and I would have spent this whole time watching the show uh, and still not feel, you know, satisfied at, at the end of it. So I, the, one of the things that I'm so glad about that I loved is that it actually feels like a full arc uh, and it leaves on a cliffhanger too. So you get the best of both worlds, but I, I didn't feel uh, jaded or I'm not jaded. I didn't feel pissed that we got to the end of it and, I was still, I still needed more and I was unsatisfied. So they did an amazing job writing the season. Uh, I love the setup. Uh, I love all of the characters. I love all of the things that they had to deal with. I love the new characters. Uh, Lila. Oh, I loved her from the very beginning. Uh, I loved Ben's arc in the story. I thought he was amazing. And the guy that plays Klaus, like his character is very eccentric. And you would think after a couple of seasons that at some point that would get annoying, <laughs> just his attitude and the way that he moves about. But something about that character and the guy that plays him, it, I was not bored at all. I love that character. He instantly rose to the top of the list of being my favorite character. So, uh, yeah, I really enjoy uh, Klaus in this season. But, yeah, the whole thing is it, it, it's I, I can't believe how good it was. Yes. Yes, very much so. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm in agreement with you guys. This is kind of a gush session, I guess, for uh, Umbrella Academy Season 2 because I thought it was phenomenal. Um, I, I loved that all the characters got stuff to do and everybody got an equal spotlight. I think Season 1 focused on Vanya a lot. It's been like a year or two since we watched it, but I felt – am I am I wrong, Mark? You said you almost, you recently rewatched it. I watched a few of the episodes from season one. Like I watched the last episode, uh, like one in the middle and then like some of the very first one. Okay. I, I, and that makes sense because really that's the crux of the whole first season is her and her powers causing the apocalypse. But um, it, it felt like a lot of the other characters kind of got short shift a little bit. Mm -hmm. Not a ton, but a little bit. Whereas this season, it felt like every single person had a storyline going on and it all interconnected. And then came together at the end. So that was I thought that was awesome. I liked Allison's storyline a lot and with her uh, being married. Uh, I like Luther's storyline a lot. Um, like Aubrey said, I love five. Even just the way the actor like stands. 
<laughs> like makes him look like he's like a 50 something year old man in the body of a kid. Like just the, like, the, you know what I'm saying? Like the way he stands sideways and kind of like shakes his head, like looks at them. Like it's like a, like a, like a character actor type thing of being an old man in a TV series. Yep. Yep. But it's a little kid. It's, it's fucking phenomenal. Um, yeah. And I, I thought everything was really cool. Uh, the new characters, I liked Lila a lot. I thought she was cutie pie. She had a great British accent. Um, and the fights were phenomenal. Uh, when they fought in the hallway with the Swedish guys, yep. that was awesome. <laughs> that was really good. Uh, yeah. Everything was awesome. And I, I really enjoyed Ben and Cl- I loved Klaus, um, constantly quoting like nineties music <laughs> lyrics to his cult. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my favorite parts was his, thing. don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> but then it was even better when, uh, Ben quoted Backstreet Boys to them yeah. later on. <laughs> so I fucking fell out of the chair laughing. I couldn't believe that. I wasn't prepared for that. And then the song plays and I was fucking dying. I was dying. Uh, but yeah, as always, great musical choices. They actually played the Interrupters at one point uh, in the show, which is one of my favorite bands. So that was pretty awesome, too. And uh, yeah, man, I just everything was great. All the storylines were great. The Handler... I was I was kind of wary like when she first came back like how is she still alive what and then like her storyline was great and it all made sense so yeah. you know can't complain but uh, yeah I just I just thought it was fucking phenomenal phenomenal so what about things you didn't like I know we've been gushing a little bit here Aubrey is there anything you didn't like about the series um Allison is is my least favorite character <gasps> here I. What? You like her? Ooh, where, wait, where is, where's the sad drop? Move this man! Her, um, her stories are always like super uh, dependent on other people being there for her. Like she can never handle being an independent person, which is weird because she has a strong personality. Like you would think she wouldn't be so dependent on her ex-husband and um, Luther and then now her new husband. Mm -hmm. Like she's the only one that gets there and is somehow married already. Um, And in the last season, she had gotten married she was supposed to be in love with Luther. She had a child and there was that whole dynamic. And when we left off, her and Luther were working through their past and um, the affection that they had for each other. And she just kind of like, like, peace, Luther. I found this new man and I'm going to be with him. And I don't I don't really like that part of her story arc is always really obnoxious to me. Ellen Page, uh, Vanya's character. Tread lightly. <laughs> <laughs> um, like it was cool. I I really enjoyed the um, the twists there, and I enjoyed that story. Uh, I just <sighs> there was just something about it that didn't feel genuine. It felt like Ellen Page. It like requested that she be bisexual because she is a lesbian in real life. And they were like, okay, we can write that in. And it wasn't like genuine to the character. So that was like with Klaus, it was genuine to the character. I wasn't bothered by it or anything, but then I feel like this was such a turn when she had some boyfriend in the last season 
you didn't really get that idea from her and it wasn't really touched upon. It's just like, oh, by the way, hey, I like women too. I don't know. I just wish it was more, it felt more genuine. I was going to say, I actually agree a little bit with you, Aubrey, but but the other side of that is, you know, they did season one. Um, I'm saying like the production company, they did season one and then they're doing season two. And then the uh, the options are, okay, we can pick up the comic books and do this story, which according to Joey might not have been that interesting, or we can do whatever we want to do. And how about we do a Back to the Future and everybody goes to the 60s? And I'm sure, you know, some actors are probably like, I want to do the civil rights. And uh, Ellen Page was like, well, I, you know, I'm gay, so I want to do a gay love story. So I'm sure they're like, yeah, that's fine. We'll do it. I'll admit it did seem kind of steered in that direction just for uh, just for the, the the actors themselves, but like there's there's really no other options. <laughs> if they look at the comic uh, book, they probably they, would have been like, they nah. do they do go back to the '60s in Dallas in the comic book. It just is not like this at all. <laughs> nice, nice. Anyway, uh, Mark Ellis, what did you not like about this season of Umbrella Academy? Uh, I didn't like how convenient some of the things were. I mean, it's fine when you're dealing with a TV show where there's a fish with a human body. You got to, you know, put some things aside. But, you know, the fact that they all landed in the same alleyway, which is fine. But number five just happens to find a guy who not only has been watching each member appear in the alleyway, but has been keeping tabs on them throughout the years, just making five search like that much easier. I'm like, man, that's convenient. I mean, good for him, but that's kind of convenient. And I didn't like the fact that they killed Elliot, like gruesomely, like horribly. <laughs> I liked Elliot and I thought, I mean, as much as, as as much as I just said, I, how convenient it was that he was there. I liked him being there and I was hoping that he would get to, you know, do a little bit more or maybe get hurt, but not die horrifically. That was, that was brutal. That I didn't like. Uh, and I didn't like uh, Klaus vomiting up Ben. That scene just made me. I was sick to my stomach during that whole scene. But uh, other than that, no other issues at all. All right. Um, you know what? I am really pressed to find anything I didn't like about the series. Um, I don't know. I almost felt like it could have used another episode or two. I just didn't want it to end. I can completely empathize with uh, Ray wanting to marry Allison immediately after meeting her. Sure. <laughs> She's hot. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just I thought it was great. I didn't really have any problems with it. You know, sometimes you know what? I think sometimes a tiny bit of the humor was misplaced um, when they had young five and old five interacting and there's a lot of farting going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that's maybe that was in a comic book, too. I, I don't know. I never got that far <laughs> in the books, but um, I get it. And they like spelled out like why that would be happening. And it makes sense, you know. But it it started to feel excessive after a little bit. So, and I watched the whole thing with captions on, so it'd always be like old five farts, new five farts. Mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, okay. Yeah, I'm trying to think of anything I didn't really like. I, I agree with you. I was sad that Elliot got like brutally murdered. Olga for Olga. Um, <laughs> but the fact that they picked up the phone book and called Olga for Olga, it's like we know what you did. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I thought actually thought that was hilarious, but again, it was just like a weird, like off the side joke. It was like five minutes on a joke. 
when like the end of the world is coming. So it was a little weird, but yeah, um, I'm hard pressed to find anything I didn't like about it. I know you guys, I, I will agree that the uh, storyline with the um, autistic kid's mom being gay kind of came out of nowhere, especially for it being set in the 60s. I feel like people were probably way more uptight about that stuff, like even more uptight than they showed them being. <laughs> so I don't know like how that would, would that even happen? I don't know. I didn't live in the 60s, but I, it just seems a little, a little crazy. But hey, you know, whatever. Ellen Page is awesome. So yeah, dude, there's, you know, a, there's you know, you a, a fish with a human body. <laughs> Certain things just like right, 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 right. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, anything else anybody wants to talk about about the Umbrella Academy? I loved uh, when Five killed all those people with the axe. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. I wish I could watch more of that. Um, I love Diego's obsession with uh, trying to save JFK. Like that's all he wanted to do. <laughs> and uh, Team Zero, I thought was was pretty funny too. And uh, and I loved the. I just loved the end. I loved like the whole big finale of the big battle between all of them. Uh, I thought once you learned what Lila's powers were, I I just loved her even more. So yeah, it actually had a really really good ending. I was kind of upset. I'll be honest with you. I was kind of upset, you guys, when Ben died. I, said, I mean, good for him because he'd been a ghost for 17 years, following Klaus around, which yeah. couldn't have been great. But and he finally got to die. But like I, I always, I wanted him to get his body back somehow. <laughs> I kept waiting like they're going to figure out some way to make him a uh, person again. So I think I, that would have been a good twist too. It, it was Sorry, such a God. it was such an emotional scene though when he you know gets to say goodbye to her to his sister, the only one who like defended her like in the past. And um you know when he asked for that hug, oh my god. It's so good. I was so glad that they uh they gave him a good story. Oh, I, I don't get me wrong, it was really well done. I just like selfishly wanted him to just get a body and, and be part of the team again but it looks like um he's going to have a body because we got our cliffhanger ending aubrey what did you think of the cliffhanger ending i really liked it i can't wait to see what happens in the next season because i thought it was really cool and interesting like it a complete butterfly effect you change one thing like the mom walking out on um the dad and like this whole change happens I, I don't know if they can ever get back to the timeline that they were in originally at this point. I, I mean, time travel is so fucked in just about every different type of thing that you go to see. Every type of movie, every TV show has a different rules for time travel. God, Mark, have you ever seen the movie Primer? Uh, no. No, I don't think I have. Uh, it's a super like micro low-budget movie about time travel. And really to understand it, you have to go look at the internet and, and see this like charts and graphs that they made about how it works. No, thank you. I, I would still would recommend it. It's good. I know we're doing recommendations, but that's a good movie, especially for how cheap it was made. Um, Mark, what did you think of the uh, cliffhanger ending? I love the ending. I love the fact that uh, there's a whole new team of superhero uh, I don't know. Would they be kids at this point? Would they be adults? I, I, I don't know. And I love the fact that one of them is just a floating green cube. I don't know what that's about, <laughs> but I fucking love it. And uh, I love that the dad is still alive and he's a complete asshole. Oh, I can't wait for season three. I was very, very, uh, very excited and very glad to see Ben back and uh, that whole setup for season three. Yeah. Like I said, I got my wish. Ben's back and he's a person, but he looks like a completely different person because he has like K-pop hair <laughs> and a, a, a scar. So. Yeah, I was I was thinking more of uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man Three hair. 
Oh no! <laughs> I start dancing. And I did love the Team Zero dance scene. It was fantastic <laughs> in this, this season. So, so let's let's wrap it up. Let's get a score out of five. Zero being the worst, five being the best. Aubrey, what do you got for Umbrella Academy season two? I'm going to give it a 4.5 because I did enjoy it. There was just a couple of things that I could have taken or leaving or left. You know, I was bored with Ellen Page and <laughs> it's it just I was bored um, in some parts. You know, you're all in for season three. Yes. All right. Marcellus, what about you? Yeah, I'm right there with Aubrey. 4.5 out of 5. It's so good. I can't give it a 5.5. It's not perfect, but it's damn close. It's damn close. And uh, yeah, I'm ready for season three. I'm ready tomorrow. All right. Well, I'm going to go out there and defend my former personal MySpace friend, Ellen Page, <laughs> and give this show a 5 out of 5. Uh, it's Like Mark said, it's not perfect, but it is goddamn close enough to perfect for me to say 5 out of 5. I fucking loved this i cannot wait for season three man i hope they don't fuck it up we've had two really good seasons they're on a really good roll right now let's keep it going this is fucking awesome uh it's oh man this is i thought this year for television show of the year was gonna be real easy after i watched all the last dance and then i watched star girl which was really good but not great enough to overcome that and then this is pretty fucking awesome so now all of a sudden <laughs> I have a lot of thinking to do when it comes to the end of the year for TV show of the year. And guess what? We're not even done with the year yet. So let's uh, let's see what happens. But yeah, Umbrella Academy season two. It sounds like we all loved it. We all suggest you check it out. Let us know what you think if you've watched it or you're going to. So let's wrap it up before we tap it up and let's get some recommendations for listeners out there. Aubrey, what do you got? I recommend everybody go on Amazon Prime and watch the wild and wonderful whites of West Virginia. It is a it's a documentary about uh, this family in West Virginia. They're in Boone County, West Virginia. Um, Their last name is White. And apparently they're notorious for being uh, just dysfunctional. It was like watching a family reunion on TV. It was (laughs) just phenomenal. I felt like I was at home. It's like watching Tiger King. In Pittsfield with Jeez. my family as their characters. Yeah, it was it was just awesome. Yikes! All right, uh, what about you, Marcellus? Yeah, I don't know if that sold it, Aubrey. I'm a little bit scared now. I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> um, so I will also recommend you go to Amazon Prime and check out a, check out a movie called Bad Samaritan. It's starring starring Robert Sheehan, who played Klaus in Umbrella Klaus. Academy. Bad Samaritan, I actually did see this in theaters a while ago. Uh, it's a great concept. It's not an amazing movie, but he's really good in it. Watching Umbrella Academy just made me appreciate uh, his acting even more. So Bad Samaritan, it's Klaus and it's uh, David Tennant. And it's about a kid who uh, works as a valet at a restaurant. And when rich people come, he goes to park their car, but he actually takes the car to their house and robs them. Uh, and one house he goes to, he finds a surprise. So uh, it's on Amazon Prime. And uh, it's called Bad Samaritan. All right. Well, I will suggest that you go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Movie reviews, streaming picks, so much more. SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. 
Check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube. Search So Is Our Podcast. There's hours of exclusive free content on there. Trailer reactions, unboxings, tons of coverage from Comic-Cons last year if you missed leaving the house. Don't forget our Patreon, patreon.com backslash So Is Our Podcast. You can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive episodes. The fun starts at $1 a month. This month is the only way to hear our review of Hamilton from Disney+. Plus. Last month was Watchmen, and then before that was the Five Bloods and some other stuff that we didn't talk about on the main show. So jump on that if you want to get some more Soap Wizard in your ear and help us out as well. My suggestion is you go onto YouTube and subscribe to Brie Larson's new channel. It is her making videos talking about things that she's doing in her life during coronavirus lockdown, including playing Animal Crossing. And uh, this past week, she released a video of her doing her workout. So uh, you know what? Woman Crush of the Year 2019 doing a yoga workout. I am all in. (laughs) But that is going to do it for episode 313. I got it right. 313 (laughs) of the So Wizard podcast. I've been your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts have been the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Hello, goodbye. And the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. Let's go Team Zero. Everybody have a good week. Wakanda forever. We'll see you guys next week. Remember, don't go chasing waterfalls. (laughs) Good journey.